100% behind Q. He's working for the president, he's working for our country. Alien Welcome to episode 12 of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, the mom-made Nazi costume Halloween spectacular, where we will be covering the most famous spooky ghouls in history, the National Socialists. I'm your host, Jake. And I'm Julian, your other host. And this week we are joined in this endeavor by our number one guest and guest number one, Travis View. Welcome, Travis. Jake and Julian, thank you, and a happy Red October to both of you. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Everything's happening so fast. Happy Red October to everybody. Yeah, I hope we all make it through the storm. We've certainly bought our rain jackets. So, you know, this is an episode about the Nazis. We knew it was going to have to come to this at some point. It's it's like those things where every dumb conversation eventually ends up on Hitler. Yeah. Well, it took 12 episodes, but here we are. But here we are. We're going to dive deep into the, the one post... That Q (laughs) backtracked on, kind of. I mean, you really, this was the only one when I was, when I was following it as the drops were coming in, this was the only one that dropped. And then a couple days later, like seemed to pull back and there was definitely some, some infighting in the community for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a questionable one. There are, there are a few other posts and this is not, you know, totally isolated, um, but let's go through the Q version of the Nazi conspiracy. This is all born on August 28th in Q drop 1941. Uh, any significance with 1941? Was that was there anything happened that year? That is literally the year the United States entered World War II. No oh. coincidences. Yeah, oh, no. shit. Which is funny because the article that was written about this in several other places, they've somehow fucked up the drop and, and called it 1931. So Q, Anon, the community that connects the dots and never misses the small details, like didn't get the big reference that Q was trying to throw at them by, <laughs> by making it 1941. So it's not mentioned, but it is, it is in fact dropped 1941, not 1931, as some in the QAnon community are, are claiming. Um, you know who you are out there, you fucking fake patriots. You fucking patriots. <laughs> You're just doing it for the money. Um, so, okay, so the, this is exactly what this, uh, what this drop said. So it's just two YouTube links, and then... Was Nazism ever truly destroyed? Was it merely a subdivision within a larger organization? One finger attached to a hand? Did Antifa organically form? Flag design coincidence? Socialist push in U.S. slash WW coincidence? Global power struggle. There is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. And then there's two more YouTube links. We. The people. Q. So the basic and recurring claim by the QAnon community seems to be that the Nazi infrastructure was never truly dismantled and that they continue to operate hand-in-hand with the deep state to help George Soros, who, let's not forget it, is Jewish, create and fund Antifa, the anti-fascists, and make our big gulp slushies pour down the front of our brand new Under Armour shirts. So what about the YouTube links in this drop? You know, there's four different YouTube links in this drop. Uh, Well, the first two are excerpts from a 2002 movie called The Sum of All Fears, starring Ben Affleck and Morgan Freeman. Know it well. And based on a Tom Clancy novel by the same name. Mm-hmm. Jack Ryan. Mm-hmm. It currently has 59% on Rotten Tomatoes and 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Michael Wilmington of the Chicago Tribune called the movie. An implausible apocalypse without depth or resonance. A cartoon of international politics presented with no James Bond-like playfulness and with all the superficial realism money can buy. 
<laughs> I love how brutal that is. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Michael Wilmington's he's a tough, he's a tough cookie there. Okay, so we are now going to watch the first of the two okay. uh, YouTube clips uh, from this beautiful movie. Most people believe the 20th century was defined by the death struggle of communism versus capitalism and that fascism was but a hiccup. Today we know better. Communism was a fool's errand. The followers of Marx gone from this earth, but the followers of Hitler are bound and thrive. Hitler, however, had one great disadvantage. He lived in a time when fascism, like a virus, like the AIDS virus, needed a strong host in order to spread. Germany was that host, but strong as it was, Germany could not prevail. The world was too big. Fortunately, the world has changed. Global communications, cable TV, the internet. Today, the world is smaller. And the virus does not need a strong host in order to spread. This virus is airborne. One more thing. Let no man call us crazy. They called Hitler crazy, but Hitler wasn't crazy. He was stupid. You don't fight Russia and America. You get Russia and America to fight each other and destroy each other. So first of all, that was the longest forklift scene I've ever fucking seen. Uh, it was just some guy talking over it. And was this, was he, were they supposed to be carrying a nuke on the forklift? Or I'm, I think so. This, this is a movie in which eventually they nuke a uh, a football stadium, if I'm not wrong. Um, it's supposed to be a tense forklift scene, I think. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. When I remember when this when this drop actually came out, and I was like, oh, man, I'm going to watch The Sum of All Fears because I haven't seen it in a while, and I'm mm-hmm. going to see like what you know, like what he's getting at. And within the first 15 minutes, I was like, oh, asleep. Like, this is so boring and bad. Yeah, no, 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 uh, absolutely. He was uh, terrible. I mean, he makes him watch uh, this movie and also Godfather Three is referenced. So to cruel. So, yeah, yeah. He's what? definitely like a like a cinephile making a cruel joke at the expense of his, of the fans. Yeah, it's like clearly Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger are two far better uh, Jack Ryan films. Uh, yeah, but they didn't have some weird thing where. Uh, I, I just want to address what the guy says. First of all, who the fuck claimed that fascism was a blip? Like, I have never heard that claim from any historians. It seems like a straw man argument. I wonder what Tom Clancy was thinking when he wrote that. Uh, he must It must be a line from the book that they've, they've translated, because no screenwriter would write anything, you know, that awful. Mm, no, screenwriters <laughs> are t- typically, they, they make the source material better. Yeah, yeah always. <laughs> He's essentially saying, I think, that they're trying to get Russia and the United States to fight one another, right? even though Russia isn't really a communist okay, so, country. Okay, so what he's basically arguing is if Hitler had gotten Russia to fight Western Europe and capitalism instead of him, he would have, like, they Hitler would have been smarter because he wasn't crazy. He, he was dumb. Yeah, he was dumb. Which is one of those takes that... As soon as you say it, you want to go, no. I kind of actually agree with one of the things he said, that because of the internet and because of, you know, communications being so much better and the world being so much smaller, that it is easier for fascism to spread. I actually think that that's true. 
I don't know if it's true because I think it, it's harder. Into, I mean, of course, there are ways that disinformation travel. But remember, like during World War II, it was so difficult to get accurate news on the ground from some of these countries that people didn't even know that the Holocaust was happening. Right. I don't think that would happen in quite the same way. Uh, I do think that information matters less now. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, like we were talking about earlier, uh, Julian and I were saying that, you know, while the Holocaust was going on, most of the most of the papers here, you know, you know, and, you know, well, well-established um, publications were like burying it on page 30. Like they had no idea what was going on. A lot of American companies were also just making money from it. So right. they didn't particularly want to look into something. Yeah, they were like, oh, but we're making so much money off these shells. Yeah. So wait, let's before we get too sidetracked into okay. this insane garbage, let's try to play the second YouTube clip and see if we can get through it. Okay. Um, hopefully there's no forklift. Dr. Ryan. Sibushka. It is a lovely day. Cabot did tell me he had a source in Russia. To keep the back channels open. In hopes of staving off disaster. President Kennedy said, Our most basic common link is that we all inhabit this small planet. I will miss so very much talking to William. Me too. Perhaps from time to time, you and I can talk. Yeah, I'd like that. What is this? A modest gift for your engagement. He, he just asked me this morning. We, uh, we haven't told anybody about it. How did you, how could you possibly know? How could you uh, possibly know? Okay, so that was the, Ben Affleck is an awful actor. He really is. I don't, I don't understand why anybody likes him he always looks like a doughy faced frat boy just who wandered onto the set i actually look kind of like ben affleck i don't know why i dissed him just yeah, but then I, I i don't really actually have a problem no, his did. acting in that scene was awful though i will agree yeah with but you. jake you're literally a person who tweets to tom cruise to tell him how much you like mission impossible oh <laughs> i think i think ben affleck is good when he's supposed to be a doofus i liked him in armageddon because he's supposed to be obnoxious frat boy kind yeah. of type yeah, yeah. And then, but then, but then, this he's supposed to be super hyper competent Jack Ryan, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And you uh, can't sell it. Same with Batman. I just like it's. I'm sorry, dude. You're not yeah. like you're not no. tactical. I agree. Like, I agree. Ben with Affleck both is you. many things, yeah. and all of them are a piece of shit. <laughs> but no, he he does, he does play a good piece of shit. Like in Gone Girl, he was really good. I thought. Oh, yeah. yeah. In Mallrats, as the bully, he's good. Yeah. But yeah. That's it. He can only really play a dick, and that's because I suspect the man's a dick. Yeah, that's true. Actually. Okay, so that was the most boring scene I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah. What is he trying? What and and what's Q? What do you guys think Q is actually like trying? If, to imply by having that a so, link to that clip. So I do have some information about that at least, but but uh, but first I just want to say, my God, could you not pick like a better scene from a spy? It's the least thrilling scene. Yeah, it's terrible. And man, QAnon uh, followers, they really have to do a lot of the work themselves, you know, like they, a lot is asked of them. Like they, they, right. the heavy lifting is rarely done. It's like, now sit through these three minutes of Ben Affleck on the lawn. Okay, are you still excited about the country and taking down Hillary Clinton? Okay, now you're going to do like, Patriots have to suffer. It's work. It's the worst. And and really, what's what's the point of the scene? Is that like the dude is spying on Affleck and like heard him propose yeah, to his girlfriend at the, in the? Well, it's it's you know what it is. Q wishes he was I guess that red faced old fella in the scene who's just like I know stuff. 
He's like, I have one tooth missing on the bottom of my jaw. I've listened to your entire engagement and the ensuing intercourse. (laughs) He likes it when you peg him, doesn't he? Ben Affleck goes just bright white. How could you know that? How could you possibly know that? <laughs> she just pegged me for the first time this morning. All right. So b- before uh, before we discuss this article that, that tries to frame these videos in some way, um, I'd like to, to play the last two samples that Q closes up with. So uh, the last two videos in this Q drop are basically Republican and Trump propaganda. Uh, so the first one is called We Must Fight President Reagan. Ty Dale's version. Ty. Uh, and it's actually an edit of a, of a Reagan speech. Uh, done by a 23-year-old with 3K followers. Uh, you know, Q really knows how to pick them, I guess. So let's play this. Yeah, he always, he's always he's the champion of the underdog. Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this. But every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face. When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary, because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shotters around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis didn't die in vain have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. All right, you can turn this off. That's so boring. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked it. So. I'm going to leave this to the Americans because I, <laughs> yeah. I honestly, yeah. Ronald Reagan is, in my opinion, mm. probably the beginning of the end for your country so so yeah it basically felt like a an army commercial really yeah. with with some you know overlay of a presidential speech it's what i was telling you earlier though um the reason why when you look at this you see an army commercial is because we're steeped in like just ambient fascism to such a fucking level that you mm. can look at this and think anything except this is an insane like three minute commercial for killing people yeah, like to, like out of context, if that if that video sort of came up, like uh, you know, as I was watching stuff, I'd be like, oh, very patriotic. Yeah, cool planes yeah. doing stuff, military guys. All right, but he used it to lead the United States in an endless war of slaughter and men, women, and children by the millions died because this guy made his little fucking actor speech when he was done being an actor and decided he wanted to be president. I mean... Yeah, but did you see those sweet F-16s like <laughs> turning and stuff? It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, you never get to see them turn like that. Uh, Usually they just fly across the yeah. football stadium. Usually they just fly them straight to Saudi Arabia and park them there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, They, I had uh, Gulf War trading cards is something that they oh, yeah. gave but that's, to that is what American it's, children. Yeah. That's what's it's entertainment. I had uh, and I begged for it. I begged and begged and mm-hmm. begged for this. It was a Desert Storm uh, pistol 
that had a an act when you pulled the trigger, it actually had the feedback, so the slide oh, would the cock recoil. back the yeah, recoil, nice. and it would make the cool sound. And then when you Sweet. when you pulled the slide back, it would actually make like a reload sound on it. And I fucking loved it. it. It was my most beloved toy until my mom discovered it and was taken away. Did yeah. it did it have the built-in sound effect of uh, someone hooded being shot from the back execution style like in some fucking underground Baghdad? Well, no, it came, I, came no. with the Saddam toy that yeah. you could shoot. Yeah, yeah like a, a Saddam, hole, yeah. just like a like a generic terrorist target. Right. You actually have to dig a hole in the ground to even play with it because it, it, it just does not survive above ground and then you pull it out yeah. and hang it. That same Hanukkah that I got that, uh, that Desert Eagle... <laughs> There, that Desert Storm pistol was. My dad then invited uh, me and my younger brother out into the yard to play guns, and he had purchased us these, you know, seemingly top of the line um, Desert Storm pistols. And then he pulled out this Gatling gun that was fully motorized. It lit up. It made these Gatling gun noises, and he chased us around the yard with it. That's how you play with your dad in America. Yeah, chases you around the backyard with with guns let's watch the second video where q gets even more nakedly uh you know propagandist in what he's doing and it's but it's just some it's a video from some right-wing guy called Berikande mongfald like some fucking swedish right-wing youtuber with like seven thousand followers uh and yeah of course everything he posts is like you know super like he just loves all the far-right parties that are anti-immigration like everywhere around western europe so that's his general uh guy and so he, i don't know how q found but i think i think i know how q found it because the video is just called this video will get donald trump elected <laughs> so it's, so. our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you the american people the washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exists for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. <laughs> this is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system and our system is rigged this is reality you know it they know it i know it and pretty much the whole world knows it the clintons are criminals remember that this is well documented and the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. <laughs> Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company and I had a wonderful life. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement and we will take back this country for you and we will make America great again. That, that's like his best speech and it still was really weak. His arms were kind of flapping around the sides and he just looks tired, you know? Donald Trump is not a great public speaker. No, he's quite bad at it. I mean, he's quite bad with words just in general. 
He's not the best at that. Uh, you know, I mean, he fulfills... The reason why he's successful as a reality TV host is because he can just keep doing it until he gets it right. Right. But there, there are many speeches where I think he wishes he could do it again. Or, I don't think his speech was that great, but the message was incredible. Incredible, yeah. Yeah, the, it's, like, it's like everyone yeah. hates you. The people with money hate you, and the yeah. Clintons hate you, and all of media hates you, yeah. and all everyone all over the world thinks you're a sucker. They're stealing from you. Everyone's uh, ripping you off and thinks you're a racist piece of shit, and I'm the only person in the world yeah. who's going to save you. I'm doing this for you, by the way. Yes, yeah. yes. Also, you should be grateful yeah. Yeah, that I'm, I'm bothering to sacrifice my amazing billionaire lifestyle. You should be grateful that I'm bothering to yeah. the presidency to pull you up onto my knee and spank you like you clearly deserve it yeah i will yeah. abandon you in a second if i I'm get sick of this yeah i'm doing this for you like it hurts me more than it hurts you oh it's fascinating and he he the fact that um the fact that he can talk about like criminality i mean the, the guy's entire life is literally just one long crime yeah like he's just an uninterrupted crime yeah uninterrupted <laughs> crime <laughs> just crime anyways, uninterrupted crime fraud. uninterrupted okay so anyways that is something uh, i don't know if i'll play i mean i definitely won't put all of that into the episode it's too fucking boring yeah uh, but i'll put little pieces of it to me when i look at that 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 is so clearly a demagogue uh speaking populist language to gain control uh, so as to be an authoritarian like it's just it, it is the it is the same um to, to call you know trump a populist would be the same i think level of deceit as saying that like stalin was still running like a communist uh yeah government you know it's just like well not really <laughs> i mean <laughs> um but but yeah there's a great article that kind of uh, goes with this drop um of course, Travis sent it to me because he hates me. The article is entitled QAnon Reveals Deep State Nazi Connection and Attempt to Foment U.S.-Russia War. Uh, it was written by a longtime conspiracy theorist and current QAnon guy called Dr. Michael Sala, Ph.D., which he, he writes a lot. He likes to remind people. But in the drop, uh, Q asked the three questions, just a reminder of what he's reacting to. One, was Nazism ever truly destroyed? Two, was it merely a subdivision within a larger organization? And three, one finger attached to a hand, which is not really the best question. Uh, in his article, Dr. Salas says, QAnon is here alluding to the historical development of the Nazi party, which was created by German secret societies that had chosen Hitler as a charismatic puppet they could control in order to manipulate the working class through pan-Germanic nationalist ideals. At the time, German industrialists greatly feared the growth of the working class movement and a communist revolution, and thereby facilitated Hitler's rise to absolute power. The Nazi swastika, for example, was modeled on the Thule Society logo, showing the influence this secret society had on Hitler and the emergence of Nazism. Basically, a swastika on the right and on the left, it's like a rounded swastika, which is the Thule Society symbol. They, yeah, do, have, a, they do have similarities. Yeah, they do have similarities, um, but the the Thule Society symbol looks looks more like uh, the X-Men badge. It's way, it looks, yeah, it looks more like a skate company. Way sleeker, way, way better logo. Um, more, more curves than angles. Yeah. Yeah. German secret societies were able to use Hitler and the Nazi state to covertly fund projects in exotic locations such as South America and Antarctica <laughs> that would lay the foundations for a post-war German economic revival, a Fourth Reich. Mm. Rather than achieving global domination through brute military force, German secret societies understood how this needed to be achieved through covert economic means, as both world wars had clearly demonstrated the strategic stupidity of Germany fighting wars on two major fronts to achieve such a goal. 
Terrible Terrible writing. Terrible. The German secret societies were not alone in pursuing their globalist goals since they worked closely with powerful industrialists and banking organizations in the U.S. and Britain who shared their occult belief systems. Incredibly, these secret societies shared the belief that they were the genetic offshoots of ancient gods that once Mm. ruled the entire planet. Mm Mm-hmm who could today be summoned through black magic rituals involving human sacrifice, naturally. Charles Higgum, author of Trading with the Enemy, believed that these secret societies, industrialists, and bankers formed a worldwide organization called the Fraternity. (laughs) (laughs) I'm walking over here. Others, (laughs) Others have referred to this secret global organization as the Illuminati, the Family, the Cabal, and more recently, the Deep State. So why is it that everybody in conspiracy theory is called Charles Higgum and looks like a thumb? Yeah, he even sounds like a thumb. You know, once again, we have a conspiracy theorist who was almost there and didn't quite do the research. Uh, And by research, I don't mean looking very deeply, but I looked into the Thule Society, which does, by the way, exist. It was a, quote, German study group started in 1911 by a World War I vet turned art student. And to become a member, one had to sign what they called a blood declaration of faith which stated, the signer hereby swears to the best of his knowledge and belief that no Jewish or colored blood flows in either his or in his wife's veins, and among their ancestors are no members of the colored races. The Thule Society's main interests were racial theory and fighting Jews and communists. Classic. <laughs> so, so you have here this guy trying to say basically like, the, Su- the Thule Society is similar to the Nazi party. It's like, well, yeah, the Thule Society hated Jewish people, communists, and all black people and people of color. The trifecta. It seems highly likely that several men who attended the society's meetings later became members of the Nazi party. I did do some research here. Unsurprisingly, of course, since they pretty much aligned perfectly in terms yeah. of their beliefs. The two most likely Nazis to have been members are Rudolf Hess and Hans Frank. A few others seem to have attended a handful of meetings by invitation. And Adolf Hitler's name has never appeared in any meeting notes, and his dislike of all things esoteric has led most historians to believe that he was not a member of the society. But anyways, the article continues. QAnon's next set of leading questions reveal how the deep state slash fraternity uses social movements to achieve its agenda. Did Antifa organically form, flag design, coincidence, socialist push in U.S. slash worldwide coincidence? QAnon is here referring to the deep state's funding of Antifa through George Soros. Note that this link actually brings you to another one of his articles that connects Soros to the Saudis and the Rothschilds. The billionaire financial speculator who has specialized in funding social movements to destabilize and overthrow governments. So to sum this up, the fascists with secret society that were fascists and hated the Jews are now working with a Jewish person to fund anti-fascism, which is fascist. The image shown here uh, as kind of proof of the similarity between the flags is um, basically the uh, anti-fascistische action flag on the left and the anti-fascist action flag on the right, which is uh, what uh, current Antifa uses. On the left, it's labeled 1933 paramilitary wing of the Communist Party of Germany. And on the right, it's written 2017 paramilitary wing of the Democratic Party of America. Now, if you know anything about the Democrats, they do not like Antifa. What the fuck are you talking about? These people hate... They, they, in fact, if, if the Democrats were as nice to Antifa as the Republicans are to the Proud Boys, Antifa would have 
a little bit of a seat at the table. But yeah, that's actually a really good point. It's it's not hard to make fun of this. I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen did it by just bringing people on his show and saying anti-fascists <laughs> and just finishing the words for them and just I mean the, the absurdity is right there. Uh, but but I decided that um, I wanted to look uh, a little bit uh, more into this. The article claims here the flags QAnon is referring to are those used by Antifa supporters and used by the German Communist Party, whose similarities suggest the same deep state influence behind both movements. Now, explain to me how the fuck that is, because what, the flag is a deep state symbol or something? I mean, what what could possibly... The fact that these two organizations literally called anti-fascist action have the same flag just means that one is based on the other, and they've, they're both engaged in the same activity. So it turns out the anti-fascistische... Aktion was, in fact, an anti-fascist action group formed in 1932 by a wing of the German Communist Party, the KPD, alongside other left-wing groups like the Social Democrats, which did exist back then, and the Red Front Fighters League, who sound fucking cool. They were some of the only political groups to fight the rise of the Nazis actively, which sometimes resulted in violent skirmishes with Nazi militias. This was a time where these militias were highly active and had begun to attack specific populations. Antifascistische Aktion also developed a complex self-defense network for communities being targeted by the targeted by the Nazis on a legislative level. This included their Mieterschutz initiative, which fought against the eviction of Jewish people. In 1933, as Hitler rose to power, the group went underground, reappearing only after the war to continue its opposition to fascism. So I'm just wondering how the fuck this guy literally takes the group that fought the fascists as they tried to rise in Germany and goes... See, it's Nazi connection. It, yeah, it really doesn't track. It doesn't track in any possible way, unless you're in like living in some mirror image of reality. Well, unless you in which case it tracks perfectly. Well, yeah, of course, uh, you know, unless you do zero research about the two images and you just look at them and you go, okay, well they're kind, okay, well they're kind of similar. They, I mean, they literally are the same logo that has evolved over the years. Yeah, but okay. you do zero, you do zero information about because what he's trying to sell it almost is that this 1933 paramilitary wing is the Nazis. That, no, but they were the, literally fighting the Nazis yeah. were the Communist Party. In fact, the fight between socialism uh, and communism, and the, which is on the left, and, and fascism on the right is historically what the fight was. And the capitalists, quote-unquote, had almost nothing to do with it, which, which makes me think that the, the movie quote is so fucking stupid because yeah. the blip, for me, is capitalism. Like, and I'm not saying that it wasn't about to take over the world, but the main fight was between Russia and Germany. The, the, you know, right. The Americans sort of came in and did clean up at the at the end. Basically, got the pictures and stuff. Russia had more dead than every single other country combined. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, if you're going to describe World War II as something, it's it's not necessarily good and evil. I mean, even though the Nazis were clearly evil, um, all the different countries involved, like did some fucked up shit before that. I mean, yeah, they were all colonialists. They all had slaves. They all like, you know, were mass murdering people. And Stalin stuff. was just getting started. Stalin was, you know, super chill dude. Totally fucking down with him. Uh, yeah. He had a great fail son who tried to kill himself and failed, you know, which I really relate to. I think I'd, <laughs> I'd be the fascist fail son for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dad, I'm sorry. I didn't shoot myself right. Yeah, I think uh, like all this nonsense about like, oh, like, oh, this, uh, this symbol 
from uh, 80 years ago looks a little, lot like this other symbol. It's, it comes from this the idea in the QAnon community that symbology or uh, symbolism will be their downfall. Where where, right. where symbols? Yeah, they're going to give themselves away because they're too proud. Yes, yes, like yeah, they yeah, like they like uh, there is idea that all of these symbols uh, they tell the real story yeah. behind the history of the world that you can't read by doing any stupid research. Yeah, they they think that the um they think that the Gmail logo is actually oh. a Masonic. It looks like a Masonic logo and fuck. I mean, guys, I gotta be honest. Some of them do look kind of similar when you're, when they're, look, when you, you know that, you but know, look, the books in design are just collections of symbols that range from like the occult to the, I mean, it, shapes are studied to create new shapes in design. That's and, how it works. and also I, I think an, um, an important point to make here is that when you show two things that look kind of similar, maybe, and you suggest something about them and offer nothing else and you just put them right next to each Jake other. Jake will believe it. No, of course, of course your brain goes and finds the similarities. It goes, oh yeah, well there's similar like lines yeah. there or whatever. I mean, it's that power of suggestion. But also like what he's suggesting here is not even crazy. He's literally being like, well, you see these uh, weird occult uh, guys in 1911 who uh, were Nazis, pretty much. Uh, it turns out that they have connections to the Nazis later uh, in 20 years later. <laughs> Uh, also, some of the members were in common. Okay, what, what was my point to be? I don't remember. Uh, okay, and these two flags look the same. In fact, they say the same words. Um, it, it turns out, oh, shit, they're both the same organization, 70 years separated. Uh, well, uh, check the pattern, uh, trust the plan, sessions, yeah, well, you, something, you, something. you line up the symbols, it sort of suggests a secret history. It is literally a symbol based on... A, it, 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 they copied the symbol. Yeah. yeah, they're well, not uh, trying to hide it. Well, but yeah, I th I think it's I, anti-fascist action. I know I said it a little bit before, but really, he's <laughs> not he, fucking hard. What he's trying to do is he's trying to sell that group as a wing of the Nazis. He says yeah. he, by by even just using the words paramilitary paramilitary wing of the Communist Party of Germany, people are people are going to go, oh, Communist Party of Germany paramilitary. That's the Nazis. I mean, I guess if you've never opened a history book. Exactly. Well, I, I swear exactly. to God, I swear to God, half this country is well, about a week away from being like, actually, the slaves were the real racists. <laughs> and like oh running a president oh, on God. that and like winning. Like that's how fucking close we are to just being in a polar opposite of oh, reality. Man. Yeah. Kanye I, tweeted that we needed to repeal the uh, 13th Amendment. I, I love repeating the amendment that made slaves free. You know, especially if I'm black, I love repealing the vacuum. <laughs> and Posobiec and uh, Cernovich, these little alt-right trolley trolls, are starting to put in stuff that, like, makes sense and isn't monstrous in with their other shit. I mean, mostly it's like, oh, uh, what moisturizer do you use on your face or whatever? Because Cernovich is, like, selling lifestyle at this point. Yeah. Some of it... it is is this kind of populist stuff that we heard in the Trump speech where it'll be like the financial system is rigged? Yeah, no shit. You guys have no interest yeah. in changing that. Well, <laughs> well, I think we've uncovered a a, a massive uh, Q sort of strategy, whereas positioning yourself as if you are not within the system. Uh, there is, in fact. A very direct way that Nazis came into the United States, and this was through Operation Paperclip. In 1998, the CIA partially declassified documents on Operation Paperclip, which was a secret post-World War II program that gave American visas and well-paying jobs to anywhere from 350 to 1,600 German scientists. Reports vary, but I think it might be closer to 1,600. 
and former intelligence agents. So these included Werner von Braun, the inventor of the V-2 rocket, who was sent straight to NASA to work on long-range missiles technology and is responsible for uh, the winning the space race on the U.S. side instead of the Soviet side. Okay. Braun was an active member of the Nazi party and even the SS, actually, from 1937 to 1945. Okay. Put straight into a role at NASA. One of his colleagues at NASA was Dr. Hubertus Strughold, a Nazi doctor who performed experiments on concentration camp inmates. From 1963 to 2013, the Space Medicine Association's most prestigious award was named after him, the Strughold Award. In 2013, they retired it after the Wall Street Journal published an article about the human experiments. Oopsies. <laughs> and this, I mean, this kind of blew me away, you know, finding out just how open it was. And clearly, Operation Paperclip was greenlit by President Harry S. Truman. And there was knowledge of the operation all the way down the command chain and across multiple scientific and academic facilities in the USA. I mean, they have, you know, some new guy show up who only speaks German, like right after the war ends. And he knows a lot about fucking, you know, medicine or whatever. It's, it's, a, it's definitely a bizarre one. But if you want specifics, you can actually just visit the Operation Paperclip Wikipedia entry and find a nice list of ex-Nazi party members and what positions they were recruited for in the United States. None were prosecuted for their actions during the war, and most of the prominent Nazi scientists who arrived as part of Operation Paperclip have died peaceful deaths in places like California, Florida, New Jersey, and Virginia. <laughs> oh my God. I wish I was joking. Uh, this is yeah, crazy. Uh, yo, uh, Werner von Braun, he he, uh, he designed the V-2 rocket. He wasn't directly uh, involved in the manufacture of the V-2 rocket, but more people died manufacturing the V-2 rocket than were killed by V-2 rockets. Wow. wow. That's crazy. I didn't know that. That's incredible. How did they die? They would just like explode well, on the well, ground? It was, it, it was, it was inhuman faulty. working conditions yeah. uh, 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 manufacturing these rockets where, where you know, uh, people were starved and beaten to death. Wow. Yeah, a lot of the uh, a lot of the Jews that were rounded up and a lot of the other populations that were oppressed were just put to, into labor camps, right? I mean, that was the main point of the camps was to make them work to death and they would often just be making socks or or military equipment. I mean, usually they didn't go near the trickier stuff, but anything that was like a meat grinder, they would just put them in there with no safety. Wow. Yeah. But uh, but then Werner von Braun helped build the uh, Saturn V rocket and sent us to the moon. Yeah. So, you know, uh, even Steven. Oh, no, no. Like, that's the thing is there's there's like a list on the Wikipedia where just all the awards that Nazis have won in America. Wow. <laughs> like, over like 30 or 40 years. I'm kind of sad that we did this episode that, so that you unearthed that. That's really uh, yeah. unsettling. There are Nazis that were brought over, not even Nazis, but... But Germans brought over during Operation Paperclip in the 60s somehow that are still alive and practicing physics like at universities in America. Wow. Are you aware of the uh, No Social Security for Nazis Act? <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. not not joking. It was like there uh, was yeah. it was discovered a few years ago that mm. that actual Nazis were being paid social security because yeah. they had achieved American citizenship and then this this you know this this uh, Congress discovered this and they were horrified so they had to pass an act that said yeah. they, if you were a Nazi no more social security money. I hear that here in California Nazis actually have to pay 10% more for pot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they get higher taxes and, and lower lower THC Brutal. content. So yeah. so next time maybe you'll think twice before you do that thing to the Jews you did. Yeah. Yeah, so not only are you paying more, but you're less high. Oh shit, you just smoked something you thought it was good, not CBD, bitch. You suck Nazi. Yeah, now you just now you're just relieved of the anxiety that you get from killing so many Jews. <laughs> 
and trying to pretend all you care about now is science. <laughs> um, wait, what was I? Wait, so wait, Travis wasn't um, MK Ultra? Wasn't that supposed like a, a a offshoot of continuing like science scientific research that Nazis had done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had. Yeah, yeah. I, if you want to read really read uh, really fucked up Wikipedia entry, read the uh, the uh, entry on Nazi human experimentation. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And and it, it it is absolutely horrifying what they did to, to 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 people. But yes, yes. There there there's a theory that MK Ultra is just a, just a direct extension that you know human experimentation here in the United States was just yeah. the extension of human experimentation in Nazi Germany. There's a uh, there's sure. a really fucked up movie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it called Men Behind the Sun. Mm. It's a uh, and it, it's not about Nazi experimentation, but it's about um, it, the human experimentation that the Japanese did during World War Two. And it's from like, I would say probably like the late 70s or early 80s. But it's kind of in the same camp as like a cannibal Holocaust mm. or like Faces of Death, where it's really, really like br- it's yeah. really, really brutal gore that is tried to be passed off as like realistic, even though it's mm. still on a soundstage and stuff. Um, it's but re- those two you listed are primary sources. Primary Historically. sources. No, but I'm, but I was just, when you guys were talking about like human experimentation, I had flashbacks to watching that movie and it's, it's, yeah. it's fucking, it's one of the most fucked up movies I've ever seen in my life. I watched one ice, not ISIS, but one of the terrorist organization, like beheading videos of like yeah. one of the journalists. And it wasn't even like I sought it out. It was, it was kind of like everywhere like yeah, it was no, course, it was yeah. before we I, I don't know it was in that you know that early days of the internet where like that was what the internet was for was to like see shit like that that you couldn't see on tv and um i remember watching this this beheading i honestly and i'm not exaggerating like yeah. for dramatic effect or like trying to be like funny on the podcast or whatever but i felt like when i watched that um that a piece of me died yeah and I don't mean that in like an over no, the top true, way yeah. at all, but I, I felt like a, a small piece of like what made me good was was taken away. Yeah. And, and I really there have been times since that where I've gone, oh, I kind of want to see what that and I'll get to the thing. And I go, you know what? That was the summer you joined ISIS. I right? really. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the basis for the movie Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> yeah. There's been Q community chatter around this topic, and as usual, Travis Hugh is on the front lines of screen caps and just <laughs> fucking shoving his face into where you know these awful things happen. Julian, you're you're looking through this through the wrong lens with okay. your understanding of history yeah. and design and stuff. I know. The, the point is, is that what what makes you feel good, you know? And if if the people you hate. Those are the Nazis. Yeah. Fighting Nazis makes you feel yeah. good. It's really not any more complicated than that. You, if, you, if you didn't know, Nazis just means bad man in yes, German. Yes, bad man. Fighting Nazis is just a natural fit for the QAnon community. It plays into a lot of common themes uh, that, that QAnon people love. There's this idea of like there's perfect American good versus just awfully depraved evil. Who's more evil than a Nazi, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's there's a lot of this occultism and mystery around Nazis and I think also the the post the post World War II period yeah. is the kind of era that QAnon people really want to go back to. They mm-hmm. they think that this yeah. prosperous American era is just uh is yeah. what they long for. So Yeah, yeah. It's interesting too about what what you're saying about how the Nazis were kind of um 
you know, this evil and this occultist stuff because they were really, I mean, think about the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. I mean, in these, even in these like big American, you know, pop culture American movies, the Nazis are, are portrayed as almost, almost, you know, supernatural or, you know, very into these like occult thing. Like it's very, but they weren't really, they weren't very right. esoteric, which is why, I mean, the connection between the 1911 movement and, uh, you know, um, that, 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 uh, that was being discussed uh, earlier and, and the actual Nazis is just ideology. Cause the approach is totally different. I mean, the Nazis were not about the church. They didn't like anything mystical. Yeah. I, di- I did come across the words, uh, Nazi mysticism or Nazi mystics, I think in my research. And I, I did not even, I didn't click. I was like, this is going to be too deep for me. Like, I don't, let, let me give you an example of like how QAnon people think about Nazis. This is a, this is a comment on the, uh, 8chan Q research board. Oh yeah. And, uh, and he, he uh, this, uh, this Anon is responding to, uh, <laughs> a, a Q drop about Nazis. And he said, yeah. it's like the movie Captain America and the winter soldier. <laughs> The Nazis went underground and infiltrated the U.S. security organizations. The ultimate plan was to destroy America from within by starting a war between the U.S. and yeah. Russia. Quote, all roads lead to Rome, end quote. The Nazis can be traced right back to the Vatican City, the protector of fascist power in the world. Yes, everyone who studied history knows that, yes. the, that the Rome of the Nazis is the Vatican. Yes. <laughs> First the, of all, they're both in the same country. You can't say Rome and the Vatican in your fucking analogy, <laughs> you dipshit. I found this fantastic exchange on uh, on Twitter between someone who is sort of Q-curious and the QAnon believer. And the, the uh, person who is Q-curious says, I just noticed your QAnon hashtag. Uh, I'm curious, how did you get it? Do you really believe it? Or is it like a game? And the, uh, the uh, Q person named John Q Plub- Publix with a Z yeah. says, this is no game. I'm sure you've heard about Prescott Bush fa- financing Hitler, Operation Paperclip, Operation Mockingbird, MK Ultra, Monarch Northwoods. JFK found out and tried to stop them. JFK Jr. knew and tried to tell us. Hashtag QAnon, hashtag MAGA, hashtag where we go one, where we go on, hashtag POTUS, hashtag the storm, hashtag walk away, hashtag 3% for life. Well, hell yeah. And if we're lucky, fucking JFK Jr. is still going to tell us about it very shortly, just yeah. after the midterms. Yes, Vincent Fuchsia <laughs> is going to come out and tell us that he's, been, that, that he's been JFK this whole time. I mean, the tricky thing with this is like... I mean, the Bushes were tight with the Nazi regime. I know. That's the fucking, it's like, yeah, there's, and then, you know, MKUltra existed. And well, it was yes. fucked up. And then and then they just throw in other stuff, though. They're like, yeah. I, I, feel, they, I feel, feel like he packed in too much into that yeah, single tweet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, it's when you get carried away. You know, you're like hitting on a girl that's going really well. And then you like do two or three run-on sentences in a row that make you sound weird. And you're like, okay, I fucked this up. You're like, okay, <laughs> hey, hey, you you still up? <laughs> uh, 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 dude, one time, one of the most embarrassing... Uh, I am so bad, by the way, at uh, at talking to to women. Just growing up, I've always been awful at it. Even once I like got my growth spurt, and I, I you know, I wasn't awful looking. I was just terrible at it. I remember one time I hit on a girl, and it was going well, and um, and then we were supposed to go on a date or something, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm sick. I'm gonna stay in or whatever." And in my fucking twenty-something addled brain, I was like, "Well, she's gonna love it if I just offer to come over and hang out with her, anyways." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's so caring of me. I'm so such a nice I'm like, guy. I don't care that you're sick. I'll come hang out with you. Or, you know, or like, I don't mind. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll come hang. I'll get what you've got. In retrospect, yeah. I don't blame her for not really following up. Well, he talks about Prescott Bush. Yes. Yeah, and the you. Know, 
and it sort of plays into this idea that's popular in QAnon mm. that they both parties are corrupt. It's not ju- it's not yeah. just the Democrats. It's also every other Republican before before Trump. Trump yeah. Right. Yeah. So, He's a line in the sand. And maybe Reagan. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Prescott- yeah. Which is confusing because Reagan is deep state. Reagan's deep state. Oh yeah. He's yeah, got to yeah. be right. Yeah. Another big uh, sort of Nazi element in the QAnon community is they like to say since people look like uh, yes yeah pe- people look like uh, Nazi officials yeah. they are the descendants of Nazis they find like old photos and stuff yes <laughs> and so is- uh, so yes I have one here and this is from uh, this is from um, uh, a Twitter user named S Y G G F A T and. Uh, <laughs> It says, still think Hitler died in that bunker and we won the Cold War? The why is Hendrik Himmler's son all over the news right now? Hashtag QAnon, hashtag Rosenstein, little rat-faced Nazi. So wait, okay, so let's stop for a moment. Oh. Isn't Rosenstein Jewish? Yeah. Yes. So, well, wait, <laughs> well, Hitler, again, Hitler was, one, was one part Jewish. Shut up. Hitler's mother mm-hmm. was a Jew. Okay, whatever. All right. That's not true. So yeah, I it, think it was. Nope. I think that he was like no, self-hating. No, he was like a self-hating I, no, Jew. I'm the, one who has, I'm the one who has to deal with people on Twitter, okay? I got told off for your John McCain fucking is in a photo with the leader oh, of ISIS. I saw that. I got told off for that. By I'm who? not fucking listening to your... Sh- people who actually check the shit that you're talking about, and then then they, they, they message me. I want to see those messages. Yeah, well, you can... Because comment. I have very qualified sources. Uh, to from, be fair, my from, way out was, uh, dude... That's Jake. I mean, to be fair, the running joke, the running joke is you should probably check any sources that Jake I think those are some of my followers. My followers fact check. They don't don't play around. Hell yeah. Yeah. Tell your followers to back off Jake, okay? He doesn't need facts. Yeah, I'm just having a little fun here, okay? Okay, yeah. He's he's just having a little fun making a show about something that definitely won't lead to the genocide of his own people. I definitely do not care if somebody photoshopped uh, Senator McCain uh, into a group shot with a bunch of um isis officials I, I made the point to the gentleman who was you know whatever pedantic albeit uh, you know relatively polite i did tell him hey you know listen it doesn't stop the fact that the truth is john mccain did fund several extremist groups in other nations including groups that are uh you know extremist religious uh, organizations in the middle east um and, and to, to you, that, I, oh. well, he he said, well, no, your claim was that he was in a fucking photo with the ISIS, uh, which you did claim. And, you know, I apologize to everybody who listens. I try to, I try to fact check Jake. The, the thing with Jake is, let me tell you how this goes. I make a Google document. Travis follows the rules. He goes in there, he edits, he mm-hmm. puts some stuff in there. I get to read it a little bit to see if Travis has gone off the deep end and become a Jake, you know, in between <laughs> whoever knows if you spend enough time in those recesses, eventually it starts seeping into your ears and shit and you're, you're getting brain poisoning. But, but yeah, you know, I have to deal with a shit Jake and, and, and you only at you, it's it, the document. There's a part where it's like Jake insert here. And guess what it says when the d- date of recording comes, um. it, says, J- it says Jake insert here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then he says stuff on the air and I don't have time to check shit. Okay. So listener, blame Jake. This in this comparison <laughs> photo, I will say <laughs> that Rod Rosenstein does look a little bit like Heinrich my, Himmler. My favorite thing lot, is, yeah. is that is that Travis can literally describe to you the mechanism that your brain is going to be experiencing. Two things look similar and they're put next to each other, and the human brain is naturally like, oh yeah. 
And then seconds later, you can actually carry it out. Well, I mean, I'm a great audience. I'm a good, I'm the, I'm the perfect target. You yeah, you're beautiful. Um, I'm a good it, it audience does, no, member. I mean, to be fair to the photo, it looks a lot like Rod Rosenstein. What I like is that this guy, Daryl or whatever on Twitter, he probably like flipped through thousands of photos of Nazis. Yeah. Like he just had to spend all fucking day looking at Nazi photos, which he just has stored on his computer. He has a folder that's like every Nazi. And he just flipping yeah. through them. He he found he definitely did his did his homework and found a picture that is, a li- it's not even that good. I've seen better like, uh, you know. I'm almost pretty father son mother daughter resemblance pics. Uh, I wouldn't put it past a little Photoshop either. Um. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put it past a little Photoshop. Mm. Anyway, a little bit convincing. And then uh, okay, under it. So so here is. What is this, a Q drop? This is, this is the Q drop. This is the one ring to rule them all. Uh, this was the the post from Q that he ended up sort of walking back uh, after mm. he posted it and basically was like, we've gone too deep. Like, you know, <laughs> and, and, and here's the post. It's from March 10th, 2018 at uh, it's half past 1600 hours. <laughs> you fucking can't even help yourself, you operator. Angela Dortea Kasner, daughter of a pastor, name of father, (laughs) history of father, Hitler youth, member in parentheses, haircut today, (laughs) this is my favorite, haircut today versus then, A, symbolic, U.S. intelligence post-war controlled who, the mission, who is Angela Hitler, relationship to Adolf? (laughs) How were children named in Germany during this period? First or middle family tree, Anna Maria Alois. Examples, risk of conspiracy label, the deeper we go. Truth will shock the world. Q. So can I can I just at least talk about this idea that there's a risk of a conspiracy label? I love that. Oh, there's a Amazing. risk that people might say QAnon is a conspiracy theory. Also, uh, who is Angela Hitler? Is the best uh, winning uh, Jeopardy response? <laughs> can I can I draw you can I draw your guys' attention to my phone really quick so you can see some? I, I I've called up some uh, comparison photos. That show uh, Mer- a young Merkel compared alongside uh, Hitler's wife. You do know they come from the same country, so there will be genetic difference, like genetic similarities. If you do look at at, at uh, Angela Merkel and and Hitler next to one another, they do actually. Well, wait, this is Kiara ha- Hitler. Like, who the fuck is that? Huh? What do you mean, Kiara Hitler? Who's oh, that? Kiara. That's that Clara. That's uh, Hitler's Clara wife. Hitler. Yeah, Clara Hitler. So Hitler's wife, you know, is not related to Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, it was Eva Brown. Why is this called Clara Hitler? Um, just let, let me enjoy the no, no, article. Please tell me more about Clara Hitler that you know a lot about, right? No, because I'm just. This is just the picture. <laughs> this is just the picture. Uh, this is just the comparison picture. It let me get. It says Clara Hitler, and it clearly isn't Hitler's wife because she was called Eva Brown. So I found this. I found this. Uh, oh, excuse me. It says it's Adolf Hitler's mother is Clara Hitler. Oh, I love it. Travis just waved his hand at the paper like, no, I can't, I can't even. <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, so I found this article. Okay, look. Okay, so this is th- that's Hitler's, Hitler's uh, mother. Hitler's wife, a uh, mother. Here's uh. Angela Merkel. Here's Hitler, and here's Merkel now. Very similar aging lines. Uh, you, you could yeah. you could see a little bit of a resemblance. Okay, so anyways, I found this fucking t- terrible article online. <laughs> 
that tries to actually spell out the logic, uh, the, the logic of how yeah. Angela Merkel is actually Hitler's daughter. Mm. Oh, wait, well, there's, wait, there's a tweet. There's a tweet here, my man. Oh, hashtag from Clay Borden, dude. Don't don't ever forget Clay Borden. He tweeted. Ang- my bad. Hashtag Angela Hitler, which is one of the best. Hope that hopefully one day that trends. Daughter of hashtag Hitler, uh, classic hashtag, and his wife's younger sister now rules hashtag Germany like her father. Hashtag Islam is the new hashtag Nazi order. Hitler was illegitimate son of his father, Baron Rothschild, which is a Jewish person. Globalism, uh, global goals. (laughs) Hashtag Q, hashtag QAnon, hashtag boom. They love that shit. The boom is like... There's no, there is currently no member of like the, anyone from like the intellectual dark web to like the kind of more mainstream guys to even like the Fox News guys at this point. They're all just debate school dudes who are like, boom, owned, fucking QED. And it's always like the shit they've said before. It is so fucking funnily dumb that that (laughs) whenever they get to that end and they just go, boom, it just, it's. It's like an exclamation point. Uh, on the stupidity it is it is it is speaking of which listen okay so here's so i'm gonna read as much as we can get through before i get tarred and feathered and uh (laughs) dragged out of here i Uh, would never call you a tarred man this is um this is this article is titled angela merkel is the daughter of hitler and the subtitle is what happened to hitler's frozen sperm well i mean clearly they made it became Angela. That, right. That's a really that's really dumb because you're answering your question in the previous title. Yeah, there's no point for me to read this because now I know that Angela Merkel was made from Hitler's frozen sperm. Oh my sperm. god! But what if Hitler's frozen sperm went through like a Rube Goldberg machine? Hashtag Angela Hitler. <laughs> Hashtag Angela Hitler. Okay, the article reads as follows: She is said to be one of the most powerful human beings on Earth, since she is also the president of the European Union, the EU. <laughs> said that because of this she is and head of the powerful western economic bloc known as the g8 more concerning is that hitler's dream of uniting europe under german slash vatican control is now within his daughter's reach the vatican is in italy in 1954 a child was born a baby girl whom the stasi file identifies as angela merkel today's chancellor of germany her official birthday is July 17th, 1954. However, the Stasi file, which is currently in, in the Soviet KGB archives, mm. records her birth as April 20th, 1954. If this secret police citizen's file in the Ministerium for Staatsscherheit, the mm. GDR, is correct, then Hitler's daughter, Angela Merkel, was born on Adolf Hitler's birthday. So there's April a link 20th. to that document, right? They're not just saying there's an archive and... Just saying anything they want, right? No, I haven't gotten to the link yet. <laughs> if it exists. Angela... <laughs> okay, Hitler's frozen sperm. Angela Merkel's birth, as detailed in the Stasi file, was based on the research of German doctor Karl Klauberg. Klauberg was classified as one of the worst Nazi angel of death doctors and was convicted by the Soviet courts as a war criminal. According to the reports, Dr. Klauberg was released by the Soviets after serving only seven years of his sentence in return for turning over to the KGB his hidden files on his Nazi artificial insemination experiments and, more horrifically, the frozen sperm of former Nazi dictator Adolf Hitler. Hold on, it gets better. Hitler's father, who took the name Hitler, was the illegitimate son of Solomon Rothschild's mistress, Anna Maria Schlittgruber. 
Upon receipt of the Nazi files on artificial insemination, along with Hitler's frozen sperm, the Soviet Politischkoi Borough, the Politburo, authorized the experiments to resurrect, if possible, a child bearing the genetic markers of so, Adolf Hitler. Okay, even Adolf Hitler wouldn't want his own genetic markers. He looked like shit. He didn't look Aryan at all. Why the fuck, if you're going to create a fucking successor, would you want him to look like a tiny fucking brown-haired dwarf idiot? That's a great... Hubris is a powerful thing, Julian. No, but that's a, that's a really good point. <laughs> it was reasoned that the combining of the genes between Hitler's sperm and Eva Brown's closest family would produce for the Soviets a near match of what a child of Hitler and Eva Braun would have been, should one have been born. Dr. Klauberg brought Gretel Braun to the GDR, Communist East Germany. She was the younger, the youngest sister of Hitler's wife, Eva Braun. Gretel Braun was chosen as the surrogate mother of Hitler's offspring using artificial insemination from Hitler's frozen sperm. Gretel Braun was a member of the Social Democratic Party whose ideology centered on the principles of Marxism and the interests of the working class and trade unions. When Dr. Klauberg returned to West Germany, he was promptly in prison. He was murdered two years later while still in custody. False Identity Soon after the birth of Hitler's baby girl, an agreement between the Soviets, the okay, here's where we get into the Q shit. Soon after the birth of Hitler's baby girl, an agreement between the Soviets, the Americans, and the Vatican was arranged. Hitler's baby was placed under the control of the Catholic Church through its connections with the GDR Lutheran Church, which took custody of the baby. She was given a false date of birth, July 17th, and the name Angela Dortea Kasner, a daughter of Horst Kastner, a Lutheran pastor, and his wife, Erland, an English and Latin teacher. There in the countryside at Templin in East Germany, Merkel was raised about 50 miles north of Berlin, the capital of the Socialist German Democratic Republic. The central theme of the agreement of the Western Allied powers, the Vatican, and the Soviets was that Hitler's daughter would be elevated to international power, but her ascendancy to power would not come until the Vatican also brought the power a German, of a German pope. In the wake of the death of Pope John Paul II, the former German Nazi Joseph Ratzinger was nominated. He took the name of Pope Benedict the 15th, the 16th on April 20th, 2005 as Vicar of Rome. Is it a coincidence that this date was the anniversary of Adolf Hitler's birthday? In 1977, Angela Dortea Kasner became Angela Merkel with her marriage to physicist Ulrich Merkel, but the marriage ended in divorce in 1982. I don't know why that's relevant. She was Chancellor of Germany shortly after Pope Ratzinger assumed the leadership of the Roman Church on Hitler's birthday. This is hurting my brain. I'm so tired of this. This, this I, is incredible. No, we, this this ties everything together. The Rothschilds, <laughs> the Vatican. Yeah. So wait, what Nazis, year? What year was? What year was she supposedly inseminated with a frozen sperm? Okay, so she was supposedly inseminated on April twentieth of nineteen fifty four. Okay, so a cursory glance shows that the first insemination with frozen sperm was in 1953 by Dr. Jerome K. Sherman. Oh, God. An American pioneer in sperm freezing. In fact, before that, uh, there was no developed process to, to freeze sperm. The first time that it was even noticed that you could freeze sperm was between 38 and 45 during the war. But there's no... Uh, there's there was no facility there were no facilities to store sperm especially store sperm for 10 years 
The fact that you're even fact-checking this means he's on to something. The fact that you've been checking... I'm over the target. I'm triggered, aren't I? I'm triggered. I'm a fucking triggered lib. Merkel didn't enter politics until age of 35 after the collapse of the Berlin Wall in 1990. Mm. She has been reluctant... Coincidence? She has been reluctant to discuss her past and private life. Her biography stops short of suggesting that her father worked for the Stasi, the notorious East German secret police, but it says his pro-regime attitude helped Angela's career allowing her to study in an elite school and go to a university at a time when children of clergy were routinely refused admission. I am no fan of Angela Merkel, but if you look at the way that uh, her policies uh, are carried out, they, they really just don't fit this picture. It's so funny, too, because he goes, if the Soviet record is true... It's like, well, that's the entire basis, yeah, the basis of your, of your whole thing. It's like, it, if it's true, where where did you find it? Yeah, he does. There's as, no link. As far as not. I know, uh, yeah, as far as I know, there's okay. no link. And if there is one, I'm sort of afraid to click on it because yeah. of the viruses that may or may not be betrothed onto my computer. Do you think if I stripped you nude and covered you with like cheap peanut oil and then just kind of rolled you in uh, a lot of flour and then... I just kind of sat you out in the sun for a few days that you would become like a giant churro and I could. So what they're saying essentially feed you is someone? that Hitler, some Hitler, a wanted his sperm frozen. <laughs> yeah, everyone does. Okay. And then the Russians recruited the guy who froze his sperm so that the Russians could then make a Hitler. Yeah. A Hitler offspring who would then take over the world? Well, anyone who saw the fall of the German party were like, was like, okay, so first of all, Hitler, great person to reincarnate because he did a good job. <laughs> also, definitely looks great, is tall and awesome. Let's get more of that blood in this. I mean, just... Yeah, and at that time, I mean, they thought anybody who wasn't perfect was like, you know, basically mentally handicapped. So yeah. what what caused them to believe that the this brand new science of artificial insemination wasn't going to result in some like mongoloid? Like they wouldn't trust the future leader of the Fourth Reich to like some brand new scientific process that hadn't even been hammered out yet? Yeah, we wouldn't pioneer having a mongoloid at the head of a nazi army until 2016 yeah i mean we, that was much 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 later <laughs> q and on news yes travis view on yeah. the scene yeah so uh it's been a extremely frustrating month to be a q and believer um because uh this was supposed to be red october there was uh, lots and lots of uh q drops it said red october over and over again and uh q per usual didn't really specify what the hell this meant but uh, a lot of people thought <laughs> uh, he isn't it just the name of a fucking movie yeah again? there's like oh. a double That's meaning. All q-drops. It's, 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 it's 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 the it's like it's double meaning yeah it's like the red wedding uh-huh. where it's there's like blood, bloody october yeah, yeah. blah 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 oh, but yeah. it's also that there's a a Russian submarine or a nuclear submarine that is controlled by the deep state that at all times threatens yes. nuclear yeah. war. It's That's something right. like that. That's right. Yeah, but uh, it's still also just another spy movie title. Yeah, I mean, he we're really seeing, li- we're seeing a lot of he likes Jack Ryan. Right. This is something that we well, know that, now. That's a good one, though. You yeah, know? That, so that that is give, a good. Give him a break yeah. from yeah some of all fears. I'm waiting for him to uh, I'm waiting for him to talk about uh, the exceptional Harrison Ford uh, Jack Ryan movies, of which there are two, I believe. Well, hmm. So a lot of people thought that this would be the month that the storm finally happened, right? Yeah. It's like it's like finally all the elites would get their comeuppance, and Hillary, then, Hillary would get her period again, right? And then and then uh, and then people would see the uh, Democrats for who they are, and this would set the Republicans up for uh, a red wave in November, hmm. and. Um, 
And uh, the beginning of the month, they were all excited. There were all these memes that were uh, Red October themed, and there was lots of hashtag Red October. But as the month creeped along, they start it started realizing that, oh, man, we are like, you know, a third of the way, halfway through uh-huh. October. It's feeling like this is not going to happen. Yeah. To make matters worse, Q has been silent for like most of October. The last Q drop as of this recording was October 9th. And, uh, and in that Q drop, he scolded believers for uh, not uh, for being impatient. Which is actually kind of anti-Q. He 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 never really. Uh, it sounds a lot like he Trump never going scolds. Up. Yeah, I didn't have to do this. I did it for you. Like so, you're sacrificing something. Yeah, it, it almost in a way, in a weird way it sort of um, it humanizes him in a way that's a very unbecoming to the the sort of like uh, archetype that he's you know the, self-established. The reason I know the people behind Q are not very good at computers, uh, even though they're supposed to be, uh, is that. At this point, they would have just uh, designed a bot that would at least keep people updated two to three times a week. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, just fucking write a script, yeah, guys. Yeah, just use like, Hootsuite. So, uh, yeah, the last Q drop, uh, which was a Q drop 2381, said, We understand there is extreme fatigue and frustration regarding the wheels of justice. Slow. Exclude emotion and personal desire. Instead, use logic and critical thinking based on situational awareness and undo a lifetime of evil and corruption infestation. In the span of less than two years with a corrupt DOJ and FBI in place, it's uh, it's very confusingly punctuated. It's essentially just like a whiny like... Oh, you think it's supposed to? You think it was gonna go fast? Yeah. Just because I said it was gonna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You think this is a fucking game? You think this is a game to you? This is like a a clown in full garb, like juggling. You think this is a game? Operators fully on the line. National Guard tapped. Like, yeah, it's like... It's literally like it'd be... The equivalent of of the way the Q people wait for this shit, it'd be like the first 20 minutes of a spy movie, you know? And it's like all of this shit, like he kills like two to three people. Then he has to like tap a phone line. Then he gets into this building like secretly. He breaks in. Finally, the phone rings. He picks it up. And it's just the sound of a long fart. (laughs) (laughs) The self-insulating sort of nature of QAnon is that like when Q disappears, people are like, oh, well, duh. He's like saving the fucking world from evil. Like, of course he's going to like he can't jump on 4chan all the time, guys. Like he's Uh, saving the world from like the cabal. You don't get pissed at Santa Claus for taking 364 days off. (laughs) QAnon people are left without a leader. And uh, so they have to they have to trying to find their own way of what the hell's going on. And so recently they've taken to rationalizing why there actually aren't going to be any arrests in October. Oh yeah, that's the good one. And uh, so one of the things they've been primarily doing is invoking the Hatch the Hatch Act yes. of 1939. This is a law that's yeah. supposed to prevent executive branch officials from engaging in certain political activities, including using their office to influence elections. So, I think a uh, Hatch Act is the name of one of um, Sarah Palin's kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so basically, uh, so uh, like, uh, so putting an end to all the corruption and child sacrifice and adrenochrome harvesting is going to have to wait because the Trump administration doesn't want to violate a law that Kellyanne Conway has violated twice already without any consequence. They can't arrest people. You know, the uh, mm. Jeff Sessions can't go around arresting people because this would influence the election and this would right. violate the Hatch Act. Yeah, they would really respect that. Yeah, yeah. like some fucking old ass gentleman's agreement yes. law that like... Well, mostly we know that Kellyanne Conway is in jail now. So, you know, things 
to have worked. Uh, yeah, well, this is a punishable well, offense, clearly. Well, it's, it's, I, think, I think it's like they, they give you a warning and then like maybe oh, yeah. there's a fine. It's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And the thing is, I mean, if, 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 uh, the, if QAnon was really about to make all of these arrests and unseal these indictments, wouldn't it make sense to do it before the election? I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, it's like it's like you got this idea that uh, you know all all these evil people are you know uh, pedophiles and they're yeah. eating children. That's great oppo. You yeah. know, why not dump that right before the election? Well, great I October like, surprise. I've been thinking a lot about who this person is that 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 that, that uh, QAnon can truly take root in, right? And I and I'm thinking of this person whose two sides of their lives are very much opposite. We see these contradictions in these people, you know, in their belief in QAnon. And we're like, why? How can they deal with such cognitive dissonance? But think about the average life of someone who goes to perhaps an evangelical church where we're talking about like talking in tongues, mm-hmm. like having a personal relationship with Jesus. There's a lot of esoteric, mystical stuff happening. And then they have to go home and like be like, okay, like I need a new tuna can opener for the five kids. Like, you know, that they're, it's very pragmatic, it's very down to earth. And so they can flip between these two modes, one of which is like we're fighting the demons on a cosmic scale, and then the other one, which is like, well, guys, I mean, come on, there's yeah. laws, you know, we gotta follow <laughs> protocol. Like they switch between them with the ability that a mom who who has to like, you know, have a convulsion in church and then go home and, and make five sandwiches. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's this it's it is salt of the earth America. It's like the brain of a, a, an average American citizen having to cope, right? Yeah, I mean if if you have a place in your brain that sort of allows for any kind of belief in anything supernatural, yeah. I think you're right off the bat predisposed. I but mean, that, but that's what they live in. Yeah. Like I, I, evangelical Christianity is a very mystical form of Christianity. There's yeah. there are like there's a lot of putting your hands on people and like group singing and yeah. stuff. There's a lot of mysticism well, involved and, and q is i mean q is there's a lot of mysticism in 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 it of itself i mean yeah. it's this it's this faceless entity that is behind the curtain on the internet that is talking about these lofty things like good and evil and and the fight the fight between them yeah and um it is, you know, pulling back this curtain on a, a world that you know nothing about that's constantly working against you and yeah. all this stuff. He's yeah. really no different than a pastor, you know, yeah. or, or, you know, a, a, a not a, not necessarily of any specific religion, but a, a religious leader that is, you know, um, sort of in, instilling fear and and quote unquote wisdom into their flock. Yeah, but it's it is a particularly American uh, version of mysticism that that balances so well the pragmatic, the living in suburbia, the the balancing a, a home budget with, you know, uh, going and fucking literally like being possessed by like angels and and, yeah. and demons and like because even even from the beginning when I first discovered like that there was this thing and I was like oh man this is gonna be an amazing conspiracy to follow because it's theoretically happening in real time, you know, in front of me. That's yeah. really never happened before. I didn't really hear about like any of the 9-11 conspiracies until years after, just because yeah. of the way that information just traveled slower, you know, in 2001 or, or whenever. I, I heard about 9-11 in 2004. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I think that, but even, even when I first sort of was like getting into it, there was always a piece of my brain that was like, you know, that this is like totally ridiculous, right? Yeah, like this is totally yeah. ridiculous. But, you enjoy like, it, yeah. but I enjoyed it. And I was like, and I was like, 
you know, and just as as what just watching how people sort of reacted to it and the effect, the ripple effect that's sort of yeah. like that was really interesting to me. But, but there's always a voice. But then, yeah, imagine to this day that's yeah. like you know that this is like ridiculous. Imagine right? you've imagine you've spent your whole life um, watching Fox News. Uh, you go to school where they censor your books. Uh, you you come home. You can't watch certain movies. Uh, you don't have sex until you get married or whatever. Uh, you, you know, I mean, you you grow up in this incredible bubble, and mm-hmm. then within that bubble, there is like equal parts like, hey, you got up? Did you pack your bag for baseball practice? And like, also like, what's your personal relationship with this man who died two thousand years ago? Like, it's yeah. just well, education for libs. That guy, uh, Tyler, whatever. Like, we're we're gonna definitely we have to review this book of his. It's amazing. Oh, it's really? I've so, heard of it. It's just called, I think it's called 101 Facts That'll Make Your Democratic or Liberal Friends Walk Away or something like that. And it is mint. Uh, one of the facts that I sent uh, tra- Travis uh, just to, to give him a little uh, pre-taste. Facts 17 and 18 are just on the same one. National average res- police response time is 11 minutes. The second fact, it takes one second for a bad person to harm you. That's irrefutable. Thank you for tuning in and being triggered for another week of QAnon Anonymous. If you'd like to support the show, visit patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous. On Patreon, you can get access to premium episodes, and we really want to expand the podcast. We have plans for this podcast. We want to release more episodes, have more time to research our topics, find guests, pay for their transportation at the very least, serve them a, a glass of water, some coffee, use the horse whip on their thighs. But we can't do it without you. We need your help. So go to patreon.com slash anonymous and support us there. Our social media platform is the Bluebird one. I can't remember the stupid name. And our handle is at QAnonAnonymous. You can also follow Travis View on Twitter at Travis underscore View. He's constantly posting research, articles, screen caps that will make your brain weep, etc. Great guy. Go follow It's also very helpful if you visit iTunes and give us five stars. We're out there fighting a trench war with people who've lost custody of their children. Jake, I couldn't ask for a better co-host. Thank you. Listeners, this is Julian, Travis, and Jake signing out from the home of the deep dish. It's not a conspiracy. It's fact.